hello and welcome to a very special season premiere of the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your favorite somewhat weekly podcast recapping and reflecting on the magical beings and getting-ons of the folks in Mystic Falls, Virginia. My name is Beth, and I'm joined as always by my esteemed co-host Claire, and we're very happy to bring you Season 3, Episode 1, The Birthday. Woohoo! Happy birthday, Elena! Get Yay, it, girl. Elena, you 18 now. <laughs> <laughs> and that means a lot, as we'll find in this episode. It does. So it's been a while since we've last recorded. It sure has. How long? Uh, it's been several months, at least. I know. It really Oh, yes. Yeah. It's been four months, because that's how long ago I moved out of Chicago. Wow. Yep. A lot has happened in these past four months. It's true. I moved to a whole different state. I am with child. It may or may not be a vampire. We're not sure yet. Oh my god. What if you gave birth to a vampire? Uh, as long as it's a girl, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> but it's not a girl, and it's not a vampire. Oh no. So it won't end up like Stefan. As long as it doesn't grow up anything like Jeremy, you'll be fine. Yes. That's I, my I number one goal. I don't know it, not he. he. I don't know. <laughs> well, Yes. So those of you out there who have been wondering where we are, we're living our lives, wishing that we could be there for you, but sometimes pregnancy and interstate moves get in the way. But we're back, and we're going to try to record as often as we can, but you're going to have to be patient with us because shit's happening. Yes, that's true. So since it's been a little while, you might have forgotten where we left our supernatural friends I not did. to be mistaken for supernatural the show friends because <laughs> who could ever watch a show with dean from gilmore girls as the main character Ugh, not me and it replaced a show that i liked on the cw that i no longer remember what it was <laughs> and that is supernatural's fault that you don't remember of course so at the end of last season a lot of shit was going down you know we had the sacrifice where Elena got saved by the death of Uncle John Gilbert. Whoa. Aunt Jenna got sacrificed at Klaus's fiery Venn diagram. Jeremy got shot in the chest by Sheriff Forbes. Oh my god, best moment of the season. (laughs) And and unfortunately resurrected by Bonnie's magics. And then we had Damon get scratched or bit by a werewolf. By Tyler fucking Lockwood. Oh yeah, thanks Tyler. And Stefan was all about protecting Damon, and he went to Klaus to get the cure. Which is Klaus blood. Yeah. Right. Yeah, great. And he had to make a deal in which he agreed to become Klaus's ripper in order to get the yeah. antidote. Which, as we find in this episode, basically just means being Klaus's manservant. Yeah, essentially. But more murdery than normal men servants. Well, as far as I know, I've never had one. Yeah. So the birthday opens in Tennessee, a state we have not visited in the show before. And I was really happy that they put the name on the screen so that I knew how to spell Tennessee in my notes. Oh. <laughs> There's I, a lot of double letters that are confusing. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. it's a classic like horror movie opening like we usually have with Damon Lang in the middle of the road to murder people, <laughs> shit like that. But this time, it's Klaus. Yes. 
So this girl comes out of her house and she's like, come here, Fido, or whatever the fuck her dog's name is. It's Rudy. Rudy. Oh, okay. Sorry. Like our mouse <laughs> friend. Oh, oh Rudy. R.I.P. Or actually not R.I.P. He's out living his mouse life. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this girl's looking for her dog and Klaus comes up and we ha- we were watching with the subtitles on. And it clearly said that Klaus was speaking in an American accent, Mm -hmm. which I appreciated. He sure was. So he was basically like, hey, my car broke down a few miles away from here. Can I come in and use your phone? And she's like, well, you can't come in, but I will bring the phone out to you. Yeah, this whole thing was a lot easier for people to pull off back when not everybody had a cell phone. Right. But I don't know why he even bothered trying to trick her anyway. Because immediately he's just like, oh, I thought you Southerners were supposed to be so accommodating. And, and she, she says, was like, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Florida. I'm from Florida. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> and Klaus is just immediately dropping the act and compelling her to let him into the house. And turns out she has a roommate and he wants some information from both of them about some dude named Ray. And the roommate was like, well, he doesn't really come around here often. We haven't seen seen him in a while. And Klaus is like, well, I'm sure he makes it home once a month. So that's our clue that he's a werewolf. When he gets his period. Oh, yeah. He needs to come home for supplies. Yeah. And my doll for his cramps. True. So they're being, you know, loyal to their friend, trying not to tell. But then Klaus gets all murdery on them and threatens them into revealing that he's always hanging out at some bar called Southern Comfort. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no bar called Southern Comfort. Like, no. That's sorry. That's thing. just the laziest fake name for a bar in the South. I know. <laughs> you could possibly imagine. But uh, one of the girls tries to run away, but she's stopped at the door by Stefan. Ah, uh, Stefan. He looks good. Yeah, he's looking all right. Yeah, he's looking good, but... Things have taken a turn for our guy, Stefan. Mm-hmm. He's now uh, in the clutches of Klaus mm-hmm. and has to do whatever he says for some reason. And Klaus is like, hey, why don't you murder murder these two chicks who just gave me the deeds? That one quick, that one slow. Yeah, and then Klaus walks out and closes the door, and then all you can hear is these really horrible screams coming from the house. Yeah, because Stefan's just murdering now. Wow, and that's the opening Yep. And then we get back to some classic Mystic Falls teen angst. Yes. So Elena is sleeping in her bed. Not even sleeping. She's just lying in bed, like, gazing into the distance. Right. She's inhaling and exhaling. She's, like, clearly (laughs) contemplating something. Mm -hmm. And Claire thought that she had the same sheets, and I thought that she potentially got new sheets, but we're not sure. I think that the pillowcase covers, at least, are the OG ones from Uh season one. Nice. They have a nice, like, red branch pattern on them. Well, now that Elena's solo, nobody's going to buy her, like, new sheets unless That's she true. goes out and does it herself. Yeah. Sorry, That's, girl. Because she has no man now. He's flown the coop to go on a murder rampage. But she really misses him, and she's bummed out, and she's now stuck in this house where she's responsible for Jeremy and there are no parents. Yeah. And so she, speaking of Jeremy, goes into his room and throws open the curtains and is like, wakey, wakey, asshole. Yeah, she's like, get up, Jeremy. You're late for work. Matt just called. 
So apparently Jeremy is now working at the Mystic Grill because that's the only place in town. Right. Only business, only place for jobs. I wonder if he's working Vicky's old job. Oh, wow. Maybe. But he is not very enthusiastic about his job. He's like, oh, well, if I'm late, maybe they'll fire me. And that makes me wonder, like, how are he and Elena paying for shit? Did they get left a lot of money? I guess their parents had a nice house. They probably left them. Yeah. But who's budgeting for them? I don't know. I want to see the show where, like, Elena has to go to the grocery store and, like, (laughs) do, like, run a household, you know? Oh, my God. It would be a tragedy. They would just starve to death. (laughs) It would. Because Stefan's no longer there to come and make chicken parm with homemade mozzarella. Oh, I know. It's a tragedy. <laughs> uh, Jeremy also has a new haircut. It's very like straight laced jockey. Yeah, he looks like more buff or something. Yeah, he, he put on some muscle mass. Yeah, in an attempt to look hotter, I guess. But he still looks like Jeremy Gilbert. So yeah, no, thank you. It somehow enrages me more. <laughs> uh, the show really wants to make Jeremy's hotness happen, but I'm not buying it. I know, me neither. And they're always, and they're also like trying to make him seem strong, which I'm not buying either. Ugh. Oh yeah, he's always like carrying things. That yeah, and like around. wearing like muscle t-shirts and stuff. Ooh. So, I think what happens next is Caroline calls Elena and is like, "Hey, my mom wants to talk to you about another lead." Oh yeah. There were three animal attacks in Tennessee, in the whole state, which means it might be Stefan. Yeah. Like not everybody covers up vampire murders with animal attacks like sometimes animals do attack right we can't use mystic falls rules here i know yeah so caroline is like just call my mom when you get a chance so that she can tell you more about this because apparently sheriff forbes now is like down with the salvators again when did that happen i don't know just because she was so guilty about murdering jeremy gilbert yeah they don't explain it but the last time we saw sheriff forbes she was literally shooting jeremy (laughs) In an attempt to murder one of the Salvatores. Yes. Or both. I don't remember. Or maybe she's trying to find Stefan so that she can, like, punish him. Maybe. I don't know. She's probably just trying to make it up to Elena since it was her brother that she shot in the chest. Right. So Elena's like, okay, awesome. We'll go check this out. And then she, this whole time in the background, Alaric's like, folding some blankets or something in the background because as it turns out he's just been sleeping on their couch for the whole summer so we now know what time of year it is because a summer has passed since last season ended okay and they're like i think going back to school soon yes okay that's good so we've established that there is some sort of season happening right now and uh in mystic falls there's no adults, so nobody is concerned that Alaric is just living with two of his students. Yeah. Because why not? Alaric is not doing so well in this episode. He has depression stubble. He does. Wow, he does. So then Alaric is eventually like, oh yeah, and hey Elena, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because the episode is the birthday because it's Elena's 18th birthday. So now, congratulations, all vampires. She's at least a legal adult now. Oh, yeah. Nobody is statutorily raping her anymore. And it's not like anybody's really been waiting for this moment, so... So happy birthday, Elena. Sorry about your life, Alaric. 
Then we go over to the Salvatore's where Damon's enjoying a luxurious bubble bath <laughs> with champagne. Yes, I was pretty jealous of him in this moment. He was just like draining a champagne bottle, mm-hmm. covered in bubbles. So many bubbles. Yeah, and Andy Starr is there getting ready. Last time I remember, Andy Starr was being like thrown out of the Salvatore house by a pouting Damon, but apparently yeah. they're still dating. I thought that she, that like we were never going to see her again, so I was surprised to see her there. Well, she had one last role to fulfill, as we'll find out later. This is true. I was confused a little bit by the scene because Damon was like talking to her and. Mm-hmm. He was like, we need more champagne. And she's like, I'm not your slave. You can get champagne yourself. Also, I'm not drinking because it's eight o'clock in the morning and I need to go to work. So she was like kind of giving him a little sass. So I wasn't 100% sure if she was compelled or not. Yeah. I think it's always been like a partial compulsion thing with her. That's like, he's just compelled like her better instincts of like being afraid of him. Uh Uh-huh. But she still gets to keep her personality. Yeah. I guess on the grand scheme of compelling, that's on the better side i don't know yeah what i loved about this scene was she says i'm not your slave it's like as we all know damon did own slaves oh my god right yeah it's like you're not my slave but i used to have some Uh, too bad they're all long dead and can't bring me some champagne in this bubble bath now so damon eventually decides that he has to get out of the bubble bath so he stands up and his dick is just out and waving around. But blocked by some artful, like, yes. bottles. And <laughs> what, what even was in the foreground? It was like glass of jars in the bathroom or something. Right, yeah, it was like a bunch of decorations. Maybe that giant soap dish full of all the decorative soaps <laughs> that the Moonstone was in last <laughs> season. Oh my god. But he's just covered in bubbles and yep. he doesn't put on a towel, he doesn't wipe or rinse off, he's just bubbly walking through his house. Like, yeah. you're going to have to clean that up later. Andy's not going to do it. I know. It was very weird. But this is also that he can wander downstairs where Elena has just walked in and she can see him fully nude. And yes. her eyes immediately go to his dick. Yeah, they do. And she pretends to be mad. Or maybe she is mad. I can't really tell. She picks up a blanket from the couch and throws it over to him. And she's like, cover yourself. Yeah. And he's like, you should learn to knock. It's like, you gave her your house. I don't <laughs> no. think she needs to knock. Right? She's the true owner. Yeah. Maybe you should knock. But uh, she is there to tell him about the new lead from Sheriff Forbes. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. What are you talking about? This is probably bogus. I don't care. And she's like, Damon, we need to find Stefan. Don't you care? Yeah. And Damon puts up a good front here and pretends like he doesn't, but we find out later that he actually does. Yeah, and for reasons that don't make sense, he's just hiding it from her. Yeah, just because we keep secrets from Elena. That's what we do on this show. (laughs) So yeah, really just more of the same. There's only one Salvatore to do it, so he has to really go hard on the withholding information. Yeah, unfortunately. So he he pretends he doesn't care that there were three animal attacks in Tennessee in one week, because that's never happened before. This and animal attack storyline. I Has there ever been an animal attack, like, on the news? Probably in places where there are wild animals. Yeah, I guess we wouldn't hear about them here. We hear when the coyote goes in, like, the walk-in freezer at oh, yeah. the restaurant. That's, <laughs> that's our animal attacks in the city. So one of the key things that we learn in this scene, uh, Damon kind of mentions offhand, that he doesn't want Elena going out and looking for Seven because then Klaus might find out that she's still alive. 
So Klaus still thinks that Elena died in the sacrifice. Oh, that's right. And I guess that lends like a little bit of credibility to Stefan really following his rules because he wants to keep Klaus away from Mystic Falls. Oh. Because if he found out Elena was alive, even though he already got what he wanted, he probably would just murder her for a little while. Right, yeah. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would just let her go. Yeah, but Elena pieces out and Damon immediately goes into his secret closet where he has like a serial killer map <laughs> where he's pinpointed all the places where animal attacks, quote unquote, have happened and there's newspaper clippings and all this bullshit. And I think Andy is still there for this. And yeah. he kind of bounces some exposition off of her. It was usual. very Homeland. <laughs> a show I have never watched, but I assume I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's just with, like, the map and, like, oh, yeah. the dots with, like, and putting string. all of this information together. <laughs> yeah. I think of uh, Elementary, where Sherlock always has a murder wall. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never watched that mystery. one. Such a good show. Anyway, this is not the Elementary Diaries. <laughs> this is... The Vampire Diary, 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 Diaries. I never remember how many times Diary is supposed to be said. <laughs> That sounded right to me. <laughs> so I think the next thing that happens is we get our one little glimpse of Bonnie for the whole episode. Oh, yeah. So Jeremy has arrived to the Mystic Grill, you know, ready to really roll up his sleeves and work hard. Just kidding. He's FaceTiming Bonnie in the stock room. <laughs> Except it's not FaceTime because it's a Motorola phone. Oh. Very it- prominent product placement i wonder if he has the MiFi in there with him <laughs> probably but yeah they're skyping or whatever the fuck the mm-hmm. equivalent in the year what, 2011 would be uh bonnie is apparently spending the summer at her dad's which begs the question where is bonnie the rest of the time grams is dead we don't really know shit about her mom yeah i she- think there was something like She lives with her aunt or something, but we never see her home life after Grams dies. Oh, that's really weird and sad. Yeah, she's just, like, hanging out with my dad and his family is, like, watching paint dry. So she's not having a very good summer. Yeah. And I'm like, you're away from Jeremy Gilbert. How much better could it get? Right? But, of course, Jeremy is just complaining to Bonnie. I think that he's, like, saying that he doesn't want to work. Oh, yeah. He keeps on referring to his job as mundane. Oh. Or, like, I'm, you know, learning lessons about the mundanity of life or whatever. But it's all just to cover. He's pretending his life is so mundane. But as we saw at the end of the season two finale, he's been seeing some ghosts. Oh, yeah. Specifically the ghosts of his ex-girlfriends or ghosts of girlfriends past, as a, a movie title might say. Yes. Oh my gosh. So eventually, like, him and Bonnie hang up from FaceTiming, and she's like, listen, a summer job is good for you. Like, just do shut up and do your work. Yeah. Um, and then Jeremy hangs up. He's like, okay, gotta go. And the lights flicker, and he sees Vicky, and mm-hmm. then it happens again, and then he sees Anna. Um, and I think that late last season we learned that because Bonnie brought him back from the dead there would be consequences there's always consequences to magic yes and this seems to be Jeremy's consequence yeah it's gotta be awkward like you're trying to talk to your girlfriend and then your ex-girlfriend's ghosts just pop up in the background to try to make you pee your pants or something right (laughs) that doesn't sound like very much fun if anyone deserves it though it's Jeremy fucking Gilbert right (laughs) I just feel bad that Vicky and Anna have to see Jeremy after they're already dead. I know. First, you had to die young. Well, I guess Anna wasn't young. But <laughs> yeah. 
then your sentence to be like mystically linked to your douchey teenager boyfriend oh my god i wouldn't wish that fate on anyone yeah imagine being eternally stuck with jeremy gilbert in one way or another oh my god that's the scariest thing i've ever heard (laughs) so yeah that's still happening he's just apparently spontaneously seeing them every now and then but we don't really know what exactly is going on yet no, but it doesn't last for too long because Matt busts in because mm-hmm. we remember that he's working at the grill and he's yeah. like, hey, Jeremy, uh, you need to switch sections with me because Ter- Caroline just walked in here with Tyler. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what the fuck do you expect? There's only one restaurant in town. Yeah, they got to eat somewhere. And there's this whole thing in this episode where Matt is convinced that Caroline and Tyler are dating and they're not. And he's being such an asshole about it. I don't remember how exactly it ended with him and Caroline. Yeah, I don't season. either. I thought that they were on okay terms, but... Because he found out about everything. We probably should have, like, rewatched the last <laughs> episode, but... Maybe. He's just being really classic, hardcore map right now. He isn't with Caroline, but still acts like he owns her and is such a dick because he suspects that she might be dating another guy. Which he it's didn't like, want to date She's perfectly her. at liberty to do if she wants to. Right. But he's just being a massive dickwad about it. So what I get from that is that both Matt and Jeremy are now waiters. I think Matt was a busboy last season. I think he was. But maybe when he, like, saved the Mystic Grill from the fire, <laughs> um, <laughs> right. decided to give him a promotion. R.I.P. Dr. Jonas Martin. <laughs> yes. Or maybe everybody else who worked there is dead. Oh, yeah, that's probably more likely. <laughs> so, yeah, they've moved on up. They're both waiters. And speaking of waiters, we go over to the Southern Comfort Bar. Which looks like a really classy place. Oh, yeah, totally. The sign was, like, off kilter on the front of it. And... We go into the bar, and there's some guy that's like, Hey, Red, give me a beer, which is not how you would order a drink from a red-headed bartender ever. And also, there's no such thing as a beer at a bar. That's what they always say on TV, and I guess they, like, can't say real brand names, but just say, I'll have a Heisler. I know. That's what I think. I'm pretty sure they did that on New Girl, that Nick ordered a Heisler from somebody. Oh, really? <laughs> and there are prominent crates of Heisler in this episode, which I appreciated. Nice. That's uh, that, like, TV beer, yeah. right? Okay. It's on so many shows. Once you notice it in one show, you notice it everywhere. That's awesome. I need to keep an eye out for it. (laughs) So yeah, a beer. I don't care what kind or how much it costs. (laughs) IPA, you know, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Just hit me with whatever you got. Yeah, any form of alcohol. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, if it all costs the same, I don't really care that much what you give me as long as it has alcohol in it, but it's stupid. Yeah. But the important thing is that at this bar, we meet Ray, mm-hmm. who is the person that Klaus is trying to track down. And Ray is played by that blonde kid from Seventh Heaven. It was Simon. He's Remember all grown the pro- up now. precocious blonde boy. <laughs> but now he's like a down and dirty, like lumberjacky yeah. werewolf. He's looking scruffy. Yeah. But he still looks like a, a little kid in some ways. He does, because he, he'll always be Simon to us. <laughs> Even those of us who never watched Seventh Heaven and just <laughs> saw the commercials. And so Klaus and Stefan have tracked him down. 
because they want to find out where his pack meets on the full moon. And Klaus very kindly just explains his whole deal because the show doesn't believe in show don't tell. He's like, (laughs) I want to make, I'm a little bit vampire and a little bit wolf. Yes, I'm a hybrid and I want to make more of me. (laughs) So apparently Klaus's plan is to find a pack of werewolves and somehow mystically turn them into hybrids. How he plans to accomplish this, I don't know. Yeah. I think from this episode that he's just doing the vampire method of just turning somebody into a vampire but doing it to werewolves. So feeding them his blood and then killing them, I'm assuming, is his plan. Yes. And that was like the whole thing that they alluded to last season. It's like Klaus is a hybrid and he wants a hybrid army and then he'd be unstoppable. So he has Stefan tagging along with him to like do all the murdering for some reason. Yeah, you would think that Klaus would want to do it, but it seems like he gets more joy out of making Stefan do all of the dirty yeah. work. And I mean, as we saw last se- at the end of last season, he has this kind of weird fixation on Stefan. Like, oh, I heard you were a ripper. Wah. So he's obviously got something going on for Stefan, but we still don't totally know what it is yet. Right. And so, I kind of don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's like... I don't know. It's a little hard for me to see Stefan like this just because I think it's the first time that we've seen him really bad. Yeah. There was, I think it was season one, maybe, when he got on the blood wagon and he was being, like, kind of a dick, but it was, like, nothing compared to this. Yeah, now he's just straight up murdering people. Right. Apparently enough people for a map with many pins in it. (laughs) So Stefan comes into the bar and basically... Klaus tells Ray that Stefan has compelled everyone in the bar not to care what's happening to Ray. So, you know, he better tell them where all of the other werewolves are located. Yeah. And Stefan's like, we're going to play a game called Truth or Wolfsbane. He, like, pulls out some Wolfsbane (laughs) from a pouch and just, like, trickles it through his fingers onto the floor. And I'm like, that's not going to help. No. You're going to have to now pick that up off the gross floor in order to do anything with it. Wolfsbane seems like some sort of controlled substance. I don't think it's just growing everywhere. I feel like Wolfsbane is supposed to be just like a plant like vervain. Like an herb. Yeah. But I don't know. For all I know, Wolfsbane and vervain are real things. I don't know. I know that one of them is because I saw it in a book. And I meant to text it to you, but then I forgot. (laughs) I don't remember which one it was, though. Well, either way... Seems like you probably, if you have only a small pouch of it that you are trying to use to torture information out of a werewolf, you should hold on to it. Right. But Stefan is a messy bitch who loves her drama. Oh my god. When he's with Klaus. Yes, that's so true. Just like James Comey. (laughs) And so, as we saw before, Damon actually is interested in following these leads, and he tried to get Andy to come with him on a road trip to Memphis to see what's up with this latest animal attack but she was like uh no i have to work yeah so he brought his boyfriend alaric with him instead so they've taken a bro road trip right so they arrive in front of the house um where stefan killed those two women Mm -hmm. and alaric's like it's quiet too quiet (laughs) right thanks alaric and he's like hey Damon why are we here again and Damon's like it's the half lead that I was telling you about and Rick's like and why aren't we telling Elena and Damon's like 
What does he even say? He has, like, no good reason. Yeah. He probably just quips something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So they walk into the house, and they're looking around, and it looks like some sort of kerfuffle has taken place. And they turn around the corner and go into the living room. And it's weird because the two women are sitting there propped up on the couch as if they're just, like, sitting on the couch watching a movie. Mm -hmm. But they're all bloody. And Damon is like, oh, yeah, this is his signature move, the ripper. Definitely with Stefan. Right. So he walks over to one of the women and taps on her head, and it just falls off and rolls (laughs) onto the floor. And it was kind of crazy because it seemed like they weren't decapitated but they sure were they sure were so apparently what a ripper is that i learned is a person (laughs) who rips apart the bodies of his victims after he kills them but damon says that stefan feels remorse after he does it so he puts the bodies back together again (laughs) which is so much grosser yeah and i feel like it's more creepy that's a very like actual real life serial like posing the bodies oh is it i don't know doing things to the body well i say real life as in like serial killers i've seen in fictional tv shows and movies (laughs) which i assume is based on reality right but yeah as we saw before like stefan's thing with murder is like an allegory for alcoholism where like he can't control himself with blood Mm -hmm. and so what damon says is that he gets so into it when he's draining people that he blacks out and doesn't know what he's doing, but he's tearing them apart, and then he feels oh. super guilty about it afterwards. So it's, again, an addiction metaphor, except with a lot of murder. And Damon is just, like, really chill, like, oh, yeah, this is definitely Stefan. I know his murder signatures. And so it's clear that this isn't... Stefan's first soiree into being a ripper. Yeah. I mean, they've been vampires for over a century. (laughs) Yes. So he's apparently fallen off the wagon more than once, and Mm. Damon knows the signs. And in this scene, I noticed, and you mentioned the same thing later, that Damon's hair has gotten really long. It has. Especially in back. It's getting a little mullety, and he really needs a haircut. And that's clearly the biggest of his problems right now. Yeah, totally. (laughs) It's just like that thing where it's too long in the back, mm-hmm. so it's like flipping. Yeah, ugh. I that don't would always like happen to my hair when I tried to grow it out from being really short. <laughs> it's the Carol Brady. I'm sure that you could pull it off, though. Damon yeah. was not. <laughs> no. Uh, nobody can pull that off. <laughs> I wanted to pull it off his head. Nice. Same. <laughs> so anyway, I think when we go back to Caroline who is, is with uh, getting ready for Elena's birthday party. And she's like, I want it to be small, you know, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. So they're, like, setting up bags of chips and stuff, and Tyler is there helping. Yeah. And are they at Steph or at Stefan's house? Yeah. Slash Elena's house? Okay. The Salvatore yeah. boarding house. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, some party balloons. And that this is where Caroline is hefting a big crate of Heisler. Oh, okay. Nice. But they're talking about... Uh, Damon being a dick to Elena about all of her leads and Tyler's like well maybe Damon doesn't want to find Stefan since you kissed him that one time oh yeah (laughs) thanks for the reminder Tyler and Caroline's like Tyler and Elena just kind of like rolls her eyes at Caroline so it's clear that Caroline's spilling the tea to Tyler about what's going on in everybody's personal life 
And Caroline says in one of her many great lines in this episode, just because I tell you things doesn't mean you're allowed to know them. <laughs> Which is a weird way of saying it, but it's totally true. Tyler should know better. Yes, that's very true. But he doesn't because he's a big, fat, stupid head. Yeah. And then they have this hilarious conversation about how they're both just super horny. Like, they literally say, I'm really horny in yep. this scene. And we think that it might lead somewhere, but instead it ends up with Tyler saying that he's bringing somebody named Slutty Sophie to the as a date to Elena's birthday party. Yeah, and Caroline says she hopes he gets lucky. Yep. Good times. But it def- definitely set up the tension that we know is there. Yeah, there was a little bit of it last season, and Tyler did kiss her that one time, but she was like, hell no, I like Matt for mm-hmm. some reason. So, yeah, they're both horny for supernatural reasons. So I guess imagine being horny and then amplify it times 100 because of your supernatural powers, and that's where they're at. And they're hanging out together all the time. And they're teenagers. Yeah. So that's just a powder keg. (laughs) (laughs) Then we go back and check in on Damon and Alaric. Um, And Damon is just straight up pouring gas all over the corpses Mm -hmm. um, in the house. And before they light the match, Damon just magically knows to lift up one corner of the carpet and Mm. he finds a secret werewolf compartment with a bunch of chains. Yeah, it's like, ooh, what's under the floorboards? It's a mini version of the Lockwood Slave Dungeon. (laughs) Yes. So do you think that that was just for Ray or do you think those two women were vampires too? Or werewolves? I don't know. It seemed like they must have been, but then if they were, why wouldn't Klaus have tried to turn them? Right. That's a good point. So I I don't think that they were, which is confusing. It's like, why do they know about werewolves? I don't know. Eh, But it doesn't matter. They just wanted Stefan to murder two women because of reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. And it has to be a male werewolf that Klaus is messing with. Of course. I don't know. But in this scene, uh, Damon also says, like, oh, I'm just cleaning up after Stefan now. So apparently he's been going to all these murder scenes of Stefan's and I assume burning down the houses. It's like, why isn't Elena getting leads about, like, a chain of arsons? (laughs) Right? (laughs) But Damon seems resigned to just, like, mopping up after all Stefan's corpses I wonder why Klaus and Stefan don't care about covering their tracks. I mean, because Klaus is so powerful. Yeah, I guess for Klaus, it's like he's untouchable for what like originals slash hybrid reasons, yeah. and mm-hmm. Stefan probably couldn't care less if he lived or died at this point. Right, that's a good point. Which is not too different from usual. <laughs> right, but it's especially high now because he's not with Elena. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go back to Southern Comfort where. Klaus is ragging on Stefan like oh I just heard that your brother found another of our murder scenes because he has like informants who are compelled to keep tabs on Damon yeah this girl just like straight up walked into the bar and told Klaus like an update it was very weird spotted Damon Salvatore <laughs> yes. setting fire to oh my god it's the gossip girl <laughs> crossover that we need I'm glad that you understood that's what I was going for yes I've been rewatching Gossip Girl, so Kristen Bell's voice is just always going through my head. I feel like you told me it was Kristen Bell before, and I forgot, and now you, I learned it again, <laughs> and I'm just so delighted. Yeah, when I haven't watched it in a long time, and I had totally forgotten it was Kristen Bell. I was yeah, like, wow. I love her. Yeah, she's great. I'm concerned about that Netflix movie, though. Yeah. Did I'm you watch it? I'm to watch it. You, yeah, no. no. I'm just going to continue watching The Good Place. Yes. 
<laughs> Amen. So, also what's happening at the bar is that <laughs> Stefan is playing darts, but dipping the darts in Wolfsbane, like a glass of water with Wolfsbane in it, and throwing them at Simon from Southern Heaven. Yes, and they're like sticking into Simon's skull, and he's all bloody mm-hmm. and like writhing and screaming out in pain. And he's like, I can't betray my pet, ma! So they're just torturing him, and he says that Klaus can't compel him, which I guess he must be on Vervain because original vampires can compel even other vampires, so that doesn't make sense. Can werewolves not be compelled, though? I don't know, but it feels like that wouldn't apply with an original. Anyway, nothing on this show makes sense, so I don't know why I'm getting stuck on it. (laughs) No, I just take Ray for his word, I guess. So anyway, Klaus is like, I'm going to go like have a word with your brother and make sure he stops following us around. And Stefan's like, no, 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 I'll do it. I assume he's insisting because he doesn't want Klaus to go to Mystic Falls and see Elena. Mm-hmm. But uh, he says he's going to pop out and deal with Damon and he'll be right back. And this is like a big test. Like Klaus is like, can I trust you to come back? And he's like, yeah, you totally can. You saved my brother. I'm yours. Yeah. So... Stefan now has to run an errand. All the way from Memphis. Mm-hmm. That is a song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we go back to Mystic Falls where Elena is getting ready for her party. And she's wearing this horrible dress. That was, in my notes, I wrote Elena's terrible nightgown dress. <laughs> I wrote Elena wearing white nightgown dress. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. It's like a lacy nightgown. And we see in a later scene she's wearing nude pumps yes you can't wear a white dress with nude shoes no and you can't wear a nightgown like boho dress with like stiletto nude heels it just yeah. looked so it was bad. really good and it was really unflattering too. yeah and it had like black bra strap oh i like, didn't even notice that pieces Ugh, it was, it was the whole thing yeah yeah um that also just reminds me that this aired at a time where everybody wore nude shoes with everything and what a horrible dark time that was in our past. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so anyway, Damon comes in. Because Elena can't get any privacy anywhere. Although she's getting dressed at the Salvatore boarding house, so I don't know how she expects to not get walked in by, on a, by a Salvatore brother. True. Not that I'm blaming her for creepiness of men but <laughs> he has come in and he's like I know he said no gifts but I didn't pay for this so it doesn't count and he reveals that he has her necklace the one that Stefan gave to her oh when and was it yeah I was trying to remember what happened to the necklace last season yeah I have no idea <laughs> again maybe we should have rewatched the last episode but wherever Elena's necklace has been hopefully not in somebody's butt Damon has found it and brought it back to her, and he, like, romantically puts it around her neck. And he's making, like, this very caring, grandmotherly face while he's putting it on her, and it's weird. I totally remember when I watched this episode for the first time, because I had binged the first two seasons, like, on my laptop, and then this was the first episode I actually, like, watched on the air, like, as because the third season was just starting when I finished the first two, and... I was so into the idea of Elena and Damon. I was like, oh my god, look at him putting that necklace on her. Whoa. That's so romantic. I wonder what's going to happen. Wow. Like, specifically the scene of him putting in the necklace on her, I remember. 
It wasn't even that good of a scene. No, but he is making that grandmotherly face, so. Anyway, so then they go to the party. (laughs) Elena has asked for a small birthday bash, but Caroline has thrown her a kegger. Yeah, there's, like, multiple people doing keg stands, just a sea of people. And Elena's like, this is something small. And Caroline was like, well... But Elena gets over it immediately. She's like, okay, let's get crunk. Yep. And there's actually a good song playing in the background, oh, which yeah. is the first. Yeah, the first good song that's played on this whole show. Took three seasons. Martin's Small Bag. So yes, there's now a keg party in which there is a small subsect of the party where people are getting high. Oh, so scandalous. Jeremy's back on his bullshit. He's rolling up a joint. <laughs> he is. And Matt comes in and just takes it out of Jeremy's hand and lights it. Yep. But not before Jeremy says, like, the nerdiest, like, drug thing. Matt's like, ooh, where'd you get this? And he's like, oh, um, I bought a dime off Henry in the kitchen or something. <laughs> like, so stupid. Like, nobody talks like that. Get yeah, some real teenagers. Yeah, nobody says dime bag. Yeah, nobody it's not says- like 1972. <sighs> I know. Get some real teenagers <laughs> in the writer's room here, please. <sighs> also, nobody would be like, where did you get this? It's weed. They're yeah, in high it's school. Everywhere. It's not like, yeah. Oh, my God. So I guess these two are bonding uh, and getting stoned together. I don't think we've previously seen Matt getting into the Mary Jane, but... No. He's just like, he doesn't give a fuck anymore. He lost his girlfriend. All these supernatural creatures are coming out the hedges, and Mm -hmm. he is just over it. And Jeremy really feels the need to chill out, because he's been seeing things. Right. And right before he's about to smoke, Jeremy's like, so Matt, you know I died, right? And Bonnie used magic to bring me back to life. Again, like, just kind of recapping what happened last And also time. just saying it out in the open in a crowded room full of people. Right, I know. But he's like, yeah, ever since then I've been seeing things. He doesn't say, your dead sister, but no, that is what he's referring to. And Matt... Just isn't phased. He's like, whatever. Yeah, he like doesn't Don't go give a shit, Jay. <laughs> and then Elena and Caroline walk in, and they're like, "Ooh, who's smoking reefer?" Something oh, yeah. like we found the stoner den. Oh, right. So Matt stands up and goes over and gives Elena like this creepy lingering kiss on her cheek. Yes. Oh my god. And so Matt's stoned acting is really terrible. Yeah. Like there's another scene later too where he's acting stoned <laughs> and he's like weaving around like he seems drunk, not stoned. First of all, and second of all, that hit him immediately. Yeah. And, yeah, he's being even creepier than usual. He completely ignores Caroline while, like, getting too close to Elena and kissing her cheek. And <laughs> Caroline has another great line. She says, he hates me so much. His hatred of me has driven him to drugs. <laughs> I LOL did that one. And meanwhile, Alaric is there. <laughs> oh, my God. This was my favorite moment of the episode, I think. Because he's just like, I am a terrible chaperone. Because he's literally at a keg party with all of his students, just, like, allowing all of this to go on. Yeah, I think his exact line was, I am the chaperone teacher from hell. Yeah. <laughs> In Mystic Falls, though, you gotta be uh, less, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Strict. Hyperbolic, because there probably is a chaperone from hell who's gonna, like, turn up next season. <laughs> right. From literal hell. But, yeah, he's at least acknowledging... That he is ridiculous. 
Yeah. Like, Alaric's life makes no sense and it is really problematic if you think about it for, like, two seconds. But, anyway, I, you thought it was really funny that Andy was supposed to be at the party. <laughs> yes, I did. He's the grown woman, like, star reporter. Yes, and she's supposed to be at this high school, a, a child's 18th birthday party, a high school kegger. And not, like, her niece or something. Right. The woman, or not the woman, the child that her boyfriend is in love with. Oh. Poor Andy. Andy girl. But she's staying late at work and wearing the hugest scarf. Yep, she's over at WPKW. <laughs> and she's just trying to finish up after a long day. You could tell the lady's the last person there. Mm-hmm. You know, all the lights are off. She's trying to get her shit so she can go to this birthday party. <laughs> and as she's walking out, the newsroom spotlight um, just, like, hits her. And she's like, hello, who's there? And she's, like, covering her eyes. You're burning my retinas. Yeah. It's, like, one light in a very dark room. You could look anywhere else. <laughs> I know. If it's hurting your eyes. Yeah, and she, like, takes a couple of steps to the left, and the spotlight follows her, and she starts to feel a little creepy, and she's like, who is it? Who's there? What are you doing? It's not funny. Um, if you hear knocking noises, there are cats here. Yes. And then they just want to be heard. My cat just dumped his water on the ground. Oh no, what have you done? So silly. Yep. Anyway, she's trying to figure out who's chasing her with spotlights and why. And it's like, just leave. Clearly this is not a good situation. (laughs) I know. But then who pops out of the woodwork but Stefan? Yeah. And Andy's like, oh, Stefan, it's just you. Like, we've been trying to find you. Where have you been? We've been looking everywhere. Stefan gets a face boner. Yep. Uh, his eyes get all scary and all the veins around his eyes start popping off. Forgot about those veins. I know. So not sexy. And we're, we're worried about Andy at this point. Yeah. But it's a cliffhanger. It is. And then we go to the party where Caroline is watching Tyler dance with Sophie. I refuse to say her full nickname. Yes. And she just has, like, a bottle of whiskey in her hand that she's drinking straight out of, which is typical teen behavior. And Matt comes up and decides to just be an asshole instead of ignoring her. Yeah, I forget what he says exactly. I don't even know because I was too busy busy vomiting. But yeah. He says some snide thing, and she's like, oh, you're not ignoring me anymore? Oh, no, he says, how long have they been dating? I thought oh. you and him were. And she's like, shut the fuck up, Matt. We're not together. Mm-hmm. Like, she's did like, you come here just to, it? like, give me shit? Yeah. And the answer is yes. <laughs> Pretty much. But Caroline's clearly not in a great mood. She's probably just too horny to function, and Matt is working her last nerve. And then Tyler and Sophie stop dancing for a second, and Sophie and Tyler kind of walk by Caroline, and she's like, oh, Sophie, are you having a good time? And Sophie's like, yeah. And she's like, all right, time for you to leave, and compels Sophie to leave the party. (laughs) It was so good. Tyler's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) And then we check in on Alaric on the back porch, and he's like, Man, I still don't know what I'm doing here. This is like a fort full of my drunk history students. <laughs> and it's not to be uh, confused with drunk history students. Yes, drunk history students. Yes. And Damon gets a call from Andy. And she's like, you need to come pick me up. 
and Alaric makes some comment like, oh, your fake compelled girlfriend wants you to come get her or be a chivalrous boyfriend. Yeah. It's like, it's more complicated than that. (laughs) Like, it's really not. No. Alaric's just like making all the comments this episode. Keep your stupid comments in your pocket, Alaric. (laughs) But yeah, Damon is like, okay, I gotta go pick up Andy. You hold down the fort here. Oh, and that's what he said. (laughs) It's the fort full of his drug history students. Yeah. Uh, Got it. And uh, back in the house, Elena's kind of pouting in a room alone and uh, Caroline's like, oh, we have to, you you can't like skip out now. We still haven't cut the cake yet or something like that. And Elena's like, I don't want cake. I might just uh, skip it. Cause she's all depressed about stuff. And, mm-hmm. and Caroline's like, well, you know, maybe you should just move on. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you can't just sit up here letting your life pass you by. Yeah. It's been like get a whole summer. It. <laughs> it's been like not that long. It's yeah. Like six weeks. Yeah. But Elena should move on. It would be for her own good, but she has very deep teenage feelings. Yes. She's like, I can't just move on. I'm not going to give up on Stefan. And you can't stop me. Blah, blah, blah. And then she stumbles upon Damon's murder map. Oh, right. She's like, what the fuck is this? And I liked this scene because it zoomed around to some of the the newspaper (laughs) headlines. Uh, My favorite wish was, man vanishes Friday night. (laughs) It's like, what man? Vanished from where? Like, what which Friday? Friday? Yeah. What That's happened? Like the worst headline ever. <laughs> so, good job, whoever uh, did that prop work. Yes. But she now knows that Damon has been lying to her. So shocking. Yeah. Is this woman even surprised when anyone lies to her anymore? She shouldn't be, but no. it is Elena. She's not the brightest bull. No. Ugh. But uh, Damon, meanwhile, is over at the TV station looking for Andy. Yeah. But uh, he's been misled because Stefan seems to have made her or compelled her to make that call to Damon because Damon walks in and Stefan's there and he's like, hey, what the fuck? You got to stop following me around. Yeah. Like, get off my jock. Mm-hmm. And Stefan's like, listen, you were supposed to let me go because I saved you, you know, like, like, I don't need to be around. And Damon's like, I got a birthday girl at home who thinks something different or, like, something like yeah. that. And Stefan's like, let me make my point a little more clear. And then he reveals Andy standing in the rafters or, like, on the lighting rig really yeah. high up. There are really high ceilings in this TV studio is what we're saying. Yes. And Andy's like, Damon, I'm scared. Like, I can't, I can't move. Because <sighs> Stefan has compelled her to go stand completely still up there. And Stefan's like, you can move now. And Damon's oh like, God. no. So Stefan compels Andy to walk off these rafters and fall to her death. And I'm like, can't Damon just like counter compel her and be like, no, Andy, stay. Like, how does it work? But anyway, she falls and breaks her neck and dies. Oh RIP Andy, you got treated like shit and it's a real bummer. It is. Yeah, it's really a bummer how Andy... This pretty sassy, strong woman gets treated by the show and then is just killed off to, like, make a point in a conversation. I know. And I was so upset that I, like, pretty much had forgotten about her. And then they brought her back and I was like, oh, yeah, Andy. And then they just immediately killed her. Yep. Because it couldn't be a character we cared too much about. Right. It couldn't have made it, like, Caroline or something. 
but it had to be something somebody we at least knew. Mm-hmm. So she served her purpose, and it was a bummer of a purpose, and I feel bad for her, but she's gone now, and she died with a big bruise on her cheek, so good luck coroners or embalmers or whoever has to stage her for the coffin. Ugh. Damon is real upset now, but Seven's like, you get my point, bro? Yeah. You gotta leave me alone. Let me go. Oh my god, I know. So I think Damon reads them loud and clear now at this point. Yeah, he gets the point. And now he has to find a new lady to compel into being his girlfriend. Mm. His convenient girlfriend. Yeah. But we go back to the party where another real asshole is uh, wandering around. It's Matt again. He's trying to find his car, but can't. Yeah. Because he's too stoned. And Jeremy is like, maybe that's a sign that you shouldn't be driving. Let me give you a ride home. Even though I'm also stoned. Yeah. But Jeremy's an experienced drug doer. Remember, he had a druggy phase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he can totally DWI, no problem. Right. So they get in the car, or Jeremy gets in the car, and suddenly he sees Vicky in the passenger seat, and he's like, oh, Vicky! Yeah. And Matt's like, did you just say Vicky? And Jeremy's like, uh, uh, no. And then I didn't he, say anything. Yeah. But yeah. Matt's stoned enough to maybe believe him. I don't know. And there's no way that Jeremy could ever say Vicky, and it would just be, like, a weird thing. Like, it clearly means something. Right. And then, uh... Anna's ghost appears in front of the car and she just is looking very sad and yeah. staring at Jeremy. And Jeremy doesn't want to like run over her ghost, so he's like, uh, Matt, maybe we should just walk home. He's like, Yeah, you should just walk home, but not because of ghosts. <laughs> no. Because you're high. You're both so crossfaded. Like, do not drive home. But then I think the best part of the episode happens. Yes. Oh my god. We're back in the party and Caroline has had it and she's just <laughs> walking through the crowd. She's like, excuse me, excuse me, and this guy is in her way. And she literally just picks him up by his neck and moves him over like to the side of foot and keeps walking. Oh my god. It's so good. Oh, I love it. So she like is pretty much walking up to Tyler and he's like I think he brings up the fact that she, like, made Sophie leave the party or something. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck is your deal? Like, I tried to go down that road with you once, and you said no, so, like, don't fuck with me like this. Which is fair. Yeah, totally. But it immediately becomes okay, because Caroline just straight up kisses him. Yep. And then they start passionately making out. Yep. It's like, all right, we're not going to let that tension linger for over long. <laughs> no, it was like 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, they're supernatural creatures. They're so horny that they're they, very that, horny. That was like a lifetime for them to yep. wait. <laughs> but uh, Elena sadly is still pouting by herself, and this time Damon comes in and finds her. And she had tried to call him earlier to yell at him about the map, but he was at the TV station. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, bye. Right. And she chooses now to confront him, and it's really not a good time considering he just saw his fake girlfriend fall to her death. And he's like, listen, I've had a really bad day. Like, today's not good. And she's like, Satirius. He Is says, that your Elena impression? It was really good. Oh, my God. Uh, so she's like, I can't believe you didn't tell me that you were looking. Every time I came to you with a lead, you made me feel like an idiot. And Damon says the truest thing that's ever been said on the show. We were both idiots. Because <laughs> he has discovered that, you know, Stefan doesn't want to be found or helped. Mm-hmm. And 
Elena's like, I don't understand. Why wouldn't he want to be found? Like, why are you covering up Klaus's murder victims? Right. And he's like, listen, it's not Klaus. It's Stefan's. Stefan has flipped the switch. He's become a full-blown ripper. He's gone, and he's not coming back in your lifetime. Yeah. And she's like, fuck. Yeah, truth bomb. She looks a little horrified. Yeah. She, like... She was totally sure that it was all just Klaus doing the murders, and I guess Stefan was just hanging around being like, ooh. Yeah. No, no that's Elena. not. Yeah. Grow up. You're 18 now. <laughs> right. You're, you're an adult. <laughs> so she is shocked by this information, and that's kind of Damon's reasoning for why he didn't tell her, I guess, that he didn't want to have to tell her that Stefan was on a murder rampage. Yeah. So we have a bit of a more lighthearted moment when we go over to the Gilbert's actual house, not Elena's (laughs) Salvatore house, where Matt and Jeremy um, are just eating ice cream straight out of the carton because they have the munchies so bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But then Matt brings up again, like what happened in the car. And he's like, why did you, why did you say Vicky? And Jeremy's like, "Uh, it was nothing. I don't know. But Matt has one of my favorite like lines of the episode here when he's like, listen, I know that we're in this town with like a lot of supernatural beings, but ghosts really like, like that's where yeah. Matt draws the line. Because Jeremy says that he's been seeing Vicky mm-hmm. and Matt is an idiot. So he's like, oh, well, I see her everywhere, too. It's just because I miss her. And Jeremy's like, no, like for real. <laughs> yeah, but Matt cannot believe that ghosts are a thing. Like vampires, sure, werewolves, all right, yeah. but ghosts, no way. And I just love that we were watching with the subtitles, so it was just but dot 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 ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> and now I just want to see a show where Matt is a ghost hunter. Like I feel like it would be kind of like Ghost Adventures. Yeah, like, Matt would really fit in well with those guys. He would. But anyway, total bro. He just kind of thinks that Jeremy is high and this is Vicky. Yeah. And Matt does take the carton of ice cream with him when he leaves. Yeah. Which is rude. It is rude. It's like, this guy just, like, made sure you got home safe and now you're stealing his ice cream. Not that he doesn't deserve it. Right. Come on, Matt. So then we go uh, back to Southern Comfort where Simon is now, or Ray is his name, (laughs) is now, like, lying on a pool table covered in blood. And apparently he has cracked and told Klaus where the pack is. And he's like, why don't you let me go? I told you everything. But Klaus is like, excuse me. First, I have to turn you into a hybrid. I have great plans for you. And And then he feeds on him. Yeah, so he makes Ray drink Klaus's blood. And then he kills Ray. Right? Probably. I think I was drinking at that moment. Yeah. I assume so. Something but like then that. Stefan comes back in, proving that he is loyal to Klaus, that he returned from this errand. And So Klaus is all proud. But what we were wondering in this scene is, how fast does Stefan get to and from Mystic Falls from Memphis? Like, I'm not super up on my American geography, but... It's not that close. Virginia and Tennessee. Like, Tennessee is kind of... It's not on the coast. No. It's by, like under Ohio or something, right? I don't know. But it it seems like a drive would take at least, like, six or seven hours. And I know vampires can zoom, but, like, do they not get tired? Yeah, I don't know. It made it seem like Stefan was gone for, like, two hours or something. 
It made it seem like he was gone for like two seconds because if you do the timeline of the episode, like the other part of the episode, it's just like within the span of this party. Right. That, yeah, that isn't even true. over yet. <laughs> so anyway, it's implausible, but Stefan has zoomed all the way back and now they're bros for life. But Klaus is still a little bit skeptical. He's like, you know, I hope that Damon's really out of our hair. I hope that you really are committed to this, blah, blah, blah. And Stefan just kind of, like, looking into the distance as though he's Elena in her bed in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you, t- you tell him, Tyrius. I like having a, a cat guest toast. I liked it until he started meowing. <laughs> no, it's cute. Special guest star. Yes, Tyrius so, the cat is uh, really into this container of cheese fries sitting on the table with us yeah and he's scratching his face on my laptop it's very cute he's claiming it as his own (laughs) it's okay you can have it you just owe me like a thousand (laughs) dollars so we leave klaus and stefan and go back to um (laughs) alaric who is at the gilbert's and he looks real sad, and Elena comes in and sees him zipping up a bag because he's decided he's going to move out. Yes, so Alaric's been in there just staring at pictures of Jenna and crying, and Elena's like, Rick, like, what, what's up? What are you doing? He's like, listen, Elena, I'm no role, role model, and we're like, nobody thought you were, yeah. okay? <laughs> he's like, I'm not any good for anybody right now. You're 18. You could do everything all alone. Much better than I could. Yes. Oh, my God. So you're 18 now, so you're now a mother to Jeremy Gilbert. Congratulations. Right. And it's it's like Alaric was counting down the seconds until (laughs) he could until he could bust out of here. Yeah. And only it's just like, uh, and like, and Jenna was in her 20s and she wasn't able to do it. Right. Stupid ass Elena has turned 18. Yeah. And Jenna had to run away to to college to get away from Jeremy and Elena. So that's funny. It's, it's funny that Alaric crashed on their couch for six weeks, but now it's like, I guess the school year is starting, so I probably shouldn't live with you anymore. Right. Very bizarre. Yeah. And then Alaric was to, kind uh, of a dick in this whole episode. Yeah. Everybody was kind of a dick in this episode. Yeah. I just like staring at your cat on top of the refrigerator. Yeah. Now he's just he's glaring cute. at us. He's supervising. Yeah. He's our chaperone, like Alaric. <laughs> Yeah, we have about the same level of uh, oversight between this baby cat and Alaric. <laughs> so anyway, at this point we cut to Caroline and Tyler fucking. Yeah, they are getting into it. They're Zoom rolling all over one another. Caroline's wearing matching underwear and bra, which is always the case on TV. And I'm like, who actually, unless they are specifically planning to have intercourse with somebody new. Right, yes. <laughs> Ever wears a matching bra and panty set? I don't know. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe only by accident, occasionally. Right. <laughs> so that is kind of stupid, but yeah, they're rolling around, having the time of their lives. And is this when we see Caroline and Tyler fall asleep for a little bit, and then she gets back up, or does that happen later? I think that's at the very end. Oh, okay. Because first we have to see Damon throwing a tantrum. Oh, right. He's like alone in the house now and starts wrecking shit like he's kylo ren or something yeah he's so upset he's just throwing all of his belongings everywhere yeah and he doesn't have andy to take it out on anymore right so it's like what is he gonna do 
He has to just destroy all of his own property. Although he draws the line when he picks up his guitar, I guess. <laughs> and he's like, oh, can't let this one go. How am I going to sing Wonderwall at these high school parties? <laughs> he needs to like sit around and play No Woman, No Cry. <laughs> Uh, and then we go to sad seven. If I had a nickel for the number of times in my notes, I just wrote the word sad and then a character's name in this episode. <laughs> seven has like gone outside to the parking lot of Southern Comfort and he's feeling a lot of emotions on his face. He is. And then he takes out his phone and calls Elena. Oh my goodness. And then we flash to Elena's and her phone is sitting on her dresser and it's a call from an unknown number and she almost misses it but luckily she goes over and picks it up and she's like hello and there's just silence on the other side mm-hmm. and rather than thinking oh wrong number or spam call she's like Stefan if it's you I just want you to know you'll be okay I love you and I want you to hold on to that never let it go I'm like <laughs> good lord like calm down you don't even know who you're talking to right now this reminded me of the season three finale of Gilmore Girls, where Jess has been calling Rory and hanging up, and finally he like stays on the line and she like gives him a oh, speech. Oh yeah! Like I think I might have loved you, but you handled things wrong. Blah, blah blah. But it's the same thing with like the dude creepily calling and not saying anything because men are stupid. Right. Yep. But anyway, I just think about Gilmore Girls a lot. Yeah. Somebody was screaming outside. I know. It wasn't us. No, it wasn't. It was one of Stefan's victims. Yeah. Uh, so the last scene is Caroline sneaking out of bed oh. in the middle of the night, putting on her dress, and she tries to tiptoe out the door because they're at Tyler's house, but Carol, Mayor Carol Lockwood, catches her. Yes. And Caroline is kind of ridiculous in this moment. She's like, oh, sorry about before. Like, she's basically apologizing for being really loud in bed with Carol's son. Yeah, it was a bit of an awkward moment. And Carol Lockwood just stays silent, so Caroline just keeps trying to explain herself over and over. Um, And eventually Caroline's like, well, I had to pee, so I'm going to go now, or something along those lines. (laughs) So she turns to leave, and fucking Carol Lockwood pulls out of her vein gun and shoots Caroline once, which makes Caroline fall to the ground, and then shoots her two more times while she's down. Like, the first one was for you being a vampire. The second two are for fucking my son in my house. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Well, first she had booby-trapped Caroline's purse with her veins. So the second that Caroline touched her purse and was like, ah! She's like, now I know you're a vampire. So she shoots Oh, I missed that part. I didn't even notice that. And that's the end of the episode. Caroline is once again getting shot by people related to Tyler's business. Ugh, so upset. Yeah. And that is our season premiere. What'd you think? It was really good, I thought. I mean, everyone was being kind of annoying, but Mm -hmm. I feel like that's how they normally are. I don't know. (laughs) See, I didn't really like this episode that much. Yeah. Even, like, the first time I watched it, like, I I liked the necklace moment, but... Uh Overall, it seems less exciting than a normal episode of the show. Yeah. Because I don't really currently care about Klaus's storyline, and I'm not a huge Stefan fan in the first place, so I'm not really... Like, into, oh my god, is Stefan gonna be okay? Right. But, I don't know. Usually in a season premiere finale of the show, like, a thousand things happen that make me say, what the fuck? But this one's just like, it's Selena's birthday, and, like, the most shocking thing is the very end with Caroline, and I care about that, but... 
Yeah, I feel like because so much time has passed between when we watched the last season and this mm. one that I didn't really remember what was happening. So all of these like recaps and weird <laughs> things that they were doing, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. But everybody was kind of acting a little a little off. But it's tough times in Mystic Falls. It is. So I guess it makes sense. This is what happens when Seven leaves town. Yeah. Ugh. Mostly I'm just like, oh, poor Andy and poor Caroline. Like, Caroline can't get fucked without, like, being shot in the head. Tortured, I know. <laughs> so, we are setting out on the journey that is season three. I'm thinking about everything that mu- has to happen for the season finale of this, and I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> but, yeah. It's a fast-moving show. What do you think is going to happen this season? Oh, wow. Based um, on the first episode. So, I think that... Damon and Elena are going to have more tender moments because Mm -hmm. I think that she'll need to come to terms with what's happened with Stefan. I don't really see him changing anytime soon Mm -hmm. um, just because of like how far gone he is. But again, there is that like little glimmer of hope because he called her and did like the silent call. So I don't know, but I think that we'll see sparks between Damon and Elena for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Either Stefan's gonna become like more pals with Klaus or he's gonna like try and rebel against him at some point, but I don't really see how he could rebel against him, like yeah. given the fact that he's trying to protect Elena and Damon. Anytime Elena's involved, yeah. he's powerless. Yeah, so true. What do you think's happening with Caroline? Carolyn, Caroline. Oh my god. I didn't even think that Mayor Carol Lockwood knew about vampires, which... Well, she was on the Founders Council. Oh, that's right. She just didn't know, like, that anybody was a vampire. Like, she didn't know about the Salvatores. Right. But did she know about her husband? Like, does she know? Yeah. I don't think that she did. Yeah. She knew the least out of any of the parents. Right. Except Aunt Jenna, R.I.P. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think this is good. I wonder, like, when Tyler wakes up, what he's going to do. It's like, jeez, Mom, you shot my girlfriend. Yeah, I don't know what she's got going on. Maybe she's representing Sheriff Forbes. Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah, we didn't see Sheriff Forbes in this episode. No, we just heard heard him talk from the cell phone. Yeah. All right. Well, I remember... The are coming to take Carol away. (laughs) Yes, it's Sheriff Forbes. She's here. I'm thinking about the things that I remember from this season. I'm mm-hmm. excited for them. And I know your husband says that he likes this season better than season two. Yeah. So maybe you will too. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So moving back to this episode, we got to do our questions. And uh, we're going to do four instead of three starting this episode. Yes. So we're still going to start with who you want to punch. Who I want to punch. Hmm. Okay, I know. I want to punch Carol Lockwood. Yeah. I can't believe she attacked Caroline, our heroine. It's She's so the rude. best. It's it is so rude and like uh, she you just can't let a girl just have a walk in walk of shame and peace. I know. And I've always hated Carol ever since she shamed Vicky for oh, yeah. coming oh, to the founders party. We must arrest her for these crimes. We must. There's something going on out there, I think. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's a cop party. Yep. All right. I accept that. Who would you like to punch? I'm going to be really predictable and uh-huh. say Matt. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because Matt is just, like, being the encapsulation of, like, Matt is a dick. Yeah. 
Like, everything he's doing, the way that he treats Caroline when he has no claim on her time, like, no ownership over her behavior, he just, like, thinks that her behavior behavior always has to do with him. Right. Like, you can't date this guy. You can't even hang out with this guy. That's whatever. Anyway, I just hate Matt. Yeah. He sucks. And he's, like, getting douchier this season, it almost seems like. Yeah. We'll see where that goes. I only kind of remember. <laughs> but he uh, he really was the MVP for being an asshole in this episode. I agree. That's I a mean, good choice. There were multiple murders, and I still hated Matt the most. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to a happier subject, our new uh, weekly question. Who you want to high-five? And oh. I think we probably both have the same answer yeah, for this. Yeah, I choose Caroline. Yeah. Oh, she was killing it this episode. Just for lifting that guy and moving him to the side, like... If I was a vampire and had vampire strength, that is what I would use it for. Right. Oh my god, I wish I had that on the train the other day when everybody was all up in my business. I would have loved it. Oh my but god. yeah, she's just like, she's killing it. She's being strong. She's acting like a Kelly Clarkson song. It was so good. She's like, I'm horny, you're horny, let's do this. Yes, she's just like really like so empowered to like do things. Mm-hmm. You know, she's throwing her best friend to like this awesome birthday party, yeah. even if it went a little over the rails. Um, and she compelled that girl to leave the party, which was also really, really good. Uh, I loved it. Oh. All right. Well, you stole the clearer choice. So uh-huh. Let me think. Who else do I want to high five? <laughs> the second cat has made an entrance. Yes. She opened the door. Oh, it my goodness. Hi, girl. You don't want me to pet you. That's okay. So another person I would like to high five. Hmm. Hmm. I guess I want to high-five Andy for trying to live a life in these circumstances. Like, she was still trying to do her job and live her dreams. Like, if I was in her situation, I would just be like, oh, fuck everything. Just let me lie here on the ground. I know. She didn't deserve what happened to her. I wanted to high-five her for being as awesome as she could be under the circumstances and as consolation for her shitty life. For sure. I think that's a solid choice. Yeah. And it also leads really well into why are men, because this woman, this successful career woman, who should have just had a good life of her own, is just transformed into a pawn of these men. First, Damon compelling her to be, like, the perfect girlfriend that mm-hmm. he can have whenever it's convenient. Mm-hmm. And then by Stefan to, like, prove a point to his brother that will be serious enough that he'll believe him, but not so serious that he would never potentially forgive him in the future. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, that was really distressing. Get it together, Salvatores. And on top of, like, clearly the worst thing, I guess, they did in this episode was what happened with Andy... Um, but Damon continuing to lie to Elena after everything that they've mm-hmm. been through over the past year, however long that the show has been on, yeah. it just makes no sense and it pisses me off. So I guess that it comes from a place of protection. Like he doesn't want Elena to know that Stefan's the one's the one that's like doing all of these tasks. Yeah, but it's like not giving her the information she needs to like know how to feel about things in her life and right. making decisions for her. And also just being casually shitty, like, oh, like, it's not even a question whether or not I should tell her the truth. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do because I'm the man and I get to make these choices. Right. And there's, like, a ton of microaggressions in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like, 
when Damon comes out and he's just like walking around with his dick hanging yeah. out. Even That's though called he sexual knows, harassment. Yeah, because Elena's like, "You That's heard true. me come in." Yeah, good so point. he knew she. He knew she was there, and he just wanted her to have to see his dick. Right. Ugh. Even though his girlfriend was upstairs. Oh my god, I know. Yeah, and it's like, even now in the rewatch, like. I definitely would more want Elena to be with Damon than Stefan. Yeah. And it's like, this is the slimmest of pickings. Right. No, I know. I feel like there's, I'm at that point now, too. There's so much behavior that you'd have to excuse to want anybody to date anyone on this show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, even Caroline has murdered people. Right. But, you know, it's a vampire show. There's murder everywhere. Mm-hmm. Which make like, you have to accept murder as a part of the premise of this show, but it's why are many things that are not necessary to the genre or the premise of the show it's just like men being terrible completely outside of whatever supernatural milieu and i feel like we're the only well not the only people (laughs) but you know people don't see this behavior as toxic like if you just like watch it for what it is on its face like or if you're just casually watching it right attention yeah it's like oh damon like such a rascal coming with Mm. his dick out like (laughs) no that's not how we look at these things yeah i wonder if it would be different now but i don't know yeah in today's era yeah Yeah. i don't know i've been re-watching true blood for Mm -hmm. the first time in years and Watching the first season, I was just appalled by the men, like, ten times worse than the show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Sam Merlot is a garbage piece of shit human shapeshifter. Amen. I don't know, but I take your word for it. He fucks, like, three different ladies who work for him Mm. and is also constantly, like, pining for the main character and sexually harassing her in the workplace, and he just sucks the most. But anyway, this is not the True Blood Diaries. <laughs> uh, yeah, men. What else did they do? Matt was sucking. Like, you talked about it a lot and who you want to punch, but the fact that he's trying to take ownership over Caroline when they're not in a relationship is really fucking horrible. And Jeremy is, like, seeing his two ex-girlfriends ghosts, but he hasn't told Bonnie, and he's like, cutting conversations with Bonnie short so he can, like, look at the ghosts. Yeah. It's like, she would probably be the only person who could help you with this. Right, why is he keeping it a secret? The fact that he's not telling her makes it seem creepy that, it's, like, creepier that it's his ex-girlfriend. Right. But we'll see where that goes. Bring back Bonnie. Stop showing me Motorola phones. (laughs) Yeah. Get out of your dad's house, Bonnie. We need you. Yes, shit is not going well over here. Yeah, we could use a witch. I know. You need to give Klaus some aneurysms. Yeah, Klaus is just on another level. (laughs) Alright, enough of men. Who should have done it? I'm really struggling. I've been thinking about this all episode, and everybody was so shitty this episode. The only person I can think of is I wish that Alaric would do it with a person who was a grown-ass adult outside of Mystic Falls so he could stop being the teacher chaperone from hell and hopefully move on um, and recover from Aunt Jenna's death. Because I feel like that would be the healthiest thing for him, but also for Elena and Jeremy, instead of having this, like, 35-year-old man sleeping on their couch and not helping with anything. And why was he sleeping on their couch? Because he didn't want to live 
or he didn't want to sleep in Aunt Jenna's dead bedroom or Elena's dead parents' bedroom. Why does he have to sleep in their house at all? Yeah. Oh, no. I know. Yeah. And if he didn't want to be in that one anymore because Klaus, like, took it over, fine. You would... Sign a new lease. Yeah. Find a new one. (laughs) Like, you're an adult. If you think Elena at 18 is adult enough to, like, take care of her entire family, then you as, like, a 35-year-old employed man can like house yourself (laughs) right but anyway yeah alar just needs something to get him through this like divot in his life and like dude's been through some shit but it's time to be an adult and move on so that's who i would choose i feel like it's kind of a cop-out because it's not an actual person (laughs) it's like the idea of a person but it's what i got how about you who should have done it i mean the who sh- the clear who should have done it are the people who did do it. Right. Yes. So of course. I, I feel uh-huh. like I, I can't really say Caroline and Tyler. Yeah. They did. Uh-huh. I feel like it's been long enough since the last season that I've forgotten everything that's terrible about Tyler and I'm just happy for Caroline to get laid by somebody other than that. Right. If I thought about Tyler too much, I probably wouldn't want them to do it, but mm-hmm. it seems fine. Um, so outside of them, I would say that I want I believe I said this in our last episode, Alaric and Damon. Oh, yes. Because they went on that road trip together. They're being bros again, trying to find stuff in. Mm-hmm. I just think that they're already boyfriends. They, they are. They Ooh, are. A cat just went on my leg. Not went, but touched my <laughs> leg. It surprised me. Oh, yes. They're very <laughs> sneaky. You agree with me that Alaric and Damon are boyfriends. Yes, she does. So it seems like Hyman would cop out, but again, it was hard to root for anybody in this episode who didn't actually consummate shit. It was. I certainly didn't want Elena to do it with anybody in this episode. Or Stefan or I wanted Andy to have the freedom to not do it with anybody. Right. Yes, please. So that's that. That's another season premiere in the can i can't believe we're in season three i know we've made some progress we sure have and again we're gonna try to come back to you as often as possible but be patient with us we're now a long distance podcast we are (laughs) and soon there will be a podcast baby on the way yes well it's already on the way soon he will be here soon he will be birthed And he will fulfill the prophecy of the hybrids or something. <laughs> oh my god, I hope so. And he'll be named Klaus. Uh, we are looking for names, so if you have any, send them our way. And if you say Jeremy, we'll kill you. Yeah, no Jeremy's. That one is out. <laughs> no Stefan's either. So, with that, it's time to uh, talk about some mystic follows. Oh, yes. Now that we're uh, back on the air, we're going to have to get back on our social media. <laughs> we will. We've got uh, Twitter, The VD Diaries. Facebook, The Vampire Diaries Diaries. We've got an Instagram where the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. And we've got a few Instagram messages from you guys over the past couple of months, and we really appreciate that. We do. Thank Mm -hmm. you. We're glad that you missed us. We missed us, too. I know. It's good to keep in touch with you guys. And uh, we even got a, re- a new review during our hiatus. We did. We oh, my God. We forgot to write down the, the user's name, so we apologize. We really appreciate you. You had some nice t- stuff to say. Although we strongly disagree with you that we're too hard on Jeremy Gilbert, we appreciate that you listen. Yes, and we can agree to disagree and still be best friends. Yes, but Jeremy sucks. <laughs> yes, that's the most important thing here. <laughs> so if you have some thoughts on that or anything else... Feel free to rate and review us on iTunes, and you can also uh, catch us on SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, probably some other ones 
that we don't know because we're too old to understand all the new technologies. Yeah, find us on the iPod. Yeah, put us in the Google or ask Jeeves where to find us, and I'm sure you'll be able to, yes. or Alta Vista it. <laughs> oh my god, Bing. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, Bing it. <laughs> and Bing, as always, sponsor us. Yes, please. We want to diagnose somebody's cancer, just like Jenny from Gossip Girl. <laughs> and with that, we wish that we could bing the cancer away from Elena Gilbert's love life. Oh, yes. We can't. And so until then, we are, as ever, the Vampire Diaries Diaries. Mozzarella.